0: hello so friends and welcome back to ghoul's night in the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends i'm penny snark and i'm midge munster and so we talked last year about catacomb saints and yeah, how one of my favorite freaking episodes of hell all time. yeah hell yeah um how those bones were removed from the historic catacombs to come live a fabulous bejeweled life uh, <laughs> in some <laughs> european churches um but that begs the question what are catacombs when did those get started why yeah. did we put bodies there and why did we stop uh and i want to talk about that today oh boy i wish you would oh yeah <laughs> uh so midge is there a place that you think of when you think about catacombs oh yeah i mean obviously france uh, mm-hmm. yes. yeah uh,
1: I, I have i've always wanted to visit the catacombs that's on
0: my like my big bucket list (laughs) Mm -hmm. me too me too uh yeah paris was also the first thing that came to mind for me um but catacombs started in rome around the second century Mm. um so what we recognize as the first catacombs were located between the second and third milestone of the apian way uh one of rome's famous roads you know they love building those roads
1: they do love their roads they
0: do uh so this is said to be where saint peter and saint paul of you know the catholic saints
1: um were
0: interred <laughs> famously of the saints <laughs> of tm the saints yes um and it was known as catacumbus in late latin um so we're not actually a sh- bad name right um we're not actually sure what that means like if it's a reference to a proper name or something um one theory is that uh i guess the greek phrase "catacumbus" uh two words means like by the quarry or like near the hollows um Mm. so it's presumably like a descriptive name for the fact that there is this catacomb there so that it kind of like we, we call it that because people called it that because there was a catacomb. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the term catacomb originally only referred to like this specific one, um, but has since become a more general term um, for that kind of burial space uh so when well,
1: that kind of weird mm-hmm. word adoption happens
0: and right. Right now it's
1: just like every single catacomb is not by the quarry <laughs>
0: right yeah it's like we'll just call it this this makes sense <laughs> <laughs> um so catacombs in rome came about for a variety of reasons uh so it was the law in rome that you could not bury a body within the city walls uh so mm-hmm. any interment had to happen outside of the city um at the time it was the more common like roman custom to cremate um your dead uh but as we i think we've mentioned in previous episodes um cremation has not historically been chill uh with the christians with, with the, <laughs> yeah yeah and roman catholicism coming in hot mm-hmm, yep <laughs> um and at, at this point christians were new and like a secret cult and kind of doing doing their own spooky stuff um but uh the surrounding area around rome um there were already a bunch of like tunnels and um as we kind of mentioned quarry type places um where the etruscans had been like mining for you know gems and ore and the things that you want from you know rocks and (laughs) (laughs) you know the things you want from the things you want from rocks um and so there is volcanic rock in this area called tufa Um, that apparently is like relatively easy to tunnel into. Um, Mm. so those existed. And I feel like we like think about urban crowding as like a modern problem, um, but Rome was like just super overwhelmed and they yeah. were like building upwards and like buildings were four to five stories tall, which is like not when I, what I picture when I think about like the ancient times.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but with all of these, you know, buildings and stuff going up, um, people were like, hey, we've got these underground tunnels that no one's really using. Let's start putting the dead bodies in there. Um and that also obviously provided, like, a little bit of, like, uh, oh, I don't know if it's, like, fully secret, but, like, more private space since you were, like, doing some weird Christian shit in there. <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of uh, privacy from your neighbors.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, so I guess these were, like, often located, like, under the homes of, like, prominent Christians. And so oh. they would be, like, yeah, you can use the tunnels under my house for... <laughs> for the dead stoops cash stoops yeah. cash yeah now uh so catacly hey,
1: christians <laughs> you used to be goth what happened right?
0: <laughs> i know like reading all this i'm just like this is just goth as hell and you can use the tunnels under my
1: house for your dead <laughs> uh,
0: uh so these tunnels could get to like 16 feet tall which is oh, wow. a pretty big tunnel um, and they have thousands of niches for bodies, uh, which are called loculi. I don't speak Latin, but I'm trying. Um, or if you were a rich bitch, uh, you could have a cubicula. Do you know oh. what that might be? I'm going to guess that it's a cube shaped situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is like an individual chamber of loculi that's just for your family. So it's like a okay. family crypt, basically. Um, and like it's the og mausoleum exactly um and in yeah. this area is where we see like a lot of frescoes and like early christian art mm. that still remains and i'm not gonna dive into it um because it's really not relevant um to this podcast <laughs> but it was just really interesting um to read about some of this like early art and see things that are still very much part of like christianity and catholicism today that like are represented here and like they were yeah yeah Yeah, like they were talking about how like a lot of like the very earliest art is all like these depictions of like the shepherd and his flock kind of Hmm. type stuff which is very much still what what they're about (laughs) today (laughs) Uh, so these were primarily used by christians um, but there were also jewish and pagan burials in catacombs Um, There were 40 catacombs built um, in the suburbs of Rome. Um, There is a prevalent myth, which I definitely heard growing up, that like Christians would secretly worship in the catacombs since it was all kind of like secret, secret. Um, But it sounds like that's not really supported by any historical evidence. Um, People like you would hold like your funerary events and things there or like you might Come down and like have like a feast to like celebrate like the anniversary of the death of like a martyr. Or something like that, um, but one—they're not that big. <laughs> like, sure, like you—you you couldn't really fit like a, probably enough people to hold like a whole service. You're in... not having a
1: congregation, in yeah. Chemicals. Like they wouldn't yeah.
0: all be in there. And I mean, there was still a very strong death taboo for these people, so it's pretty unlikely that they would like regularly want to be hanging around the mm-hmm. dead bodies unless it was like something that was specifically related to like a funeral type of thing so why why did we stop using these um so christianity um became an accepted state religion in rome and at first people were like really hyped because they were like "Ah, oh, these are where the like martyrs were i want to be buried there with them um, but eventually, like there were churches, people started getting buried in churchyards, um, and it just kind of fell out of fashion, kind of. Um, people started looting the graves t- um, to, you know, grab like any treasures and stuff, and it became really common to try and like hide or cover the entrance. And they mm. really were forgotten um, until one was rediscovered in 1578 um, by an archaeologist named Antonio Bosio. So, yep. Yeah, he. Went in there. He started discovering and exploring the catacombs more, um, and like wrote a whole book about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a long time. Like they, there was. It is, yeah. So they they sat there for a while, um, and of course, a lot of those um, catacombs that he discovered no longer exist today, um, just from the ravages of time <laughs> and right. things like that. Um, but yeah, those are the Roman catacombs so what about these paris catacombs that we have all heard about? about what about those um they actually came way later um which i did not actually know until i started researching this um so basically before paris was really paris and it was you know kind of in these like semi like romanish times um there was the city had the burial ground on the outskirts of it uh, but they ended up moving like the bulk of the city which put the cemetery like in the center of the city and they kept nope. expanding around it um so it was kind of the opposite of like the no bodies in rome
1: thing it was like bodies right here <laughs> bodies right in here the middle.
0: um and you start to see why rome made this rule um because these cemeteries got fucking full as hell Um, Yeah, well, yeah, really populous area. Yep. Um, So by the mid 1700s, uh, the most popular cemetery in Paris was Holy Innocent Cemetery, uh, which at this point had been in continuous use for 500 years, and one tenth of the city's dead was buried there every year
1: so not very many people
0: (laughs) you know just just a couple
1: small potatoes (laughs) just a handful
0: um so the cemetery was also located like right next to a big popular market and oh should i mention that it was the custom at the time to be buried in a mass grave that they would just leave open until it was full um so they just had bodies like hanging out in the open air in a pile while while you're shopping for your vegetables (laughs) yep while while you're doing your shopping um (laughs) In front of my salad, (laughs) literally. Not in front of my salad. So in 1780, people who were living near the cemetery uh, complained about respiratory issues and delirium. Um, And it was discovered that a basement wall of a building abutted to the cemetery had bust open from the pressure of the grave behind it. And nasty gases were leaking up into people's houses. And everyone was like, all right, we got to do something about this.
1: You don't want those sweet, sweet decomposition gases leaking into your buildings.
0: Mm, Got gotta love I love the smell of corpse gas <laughs> in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. The best part of waking up is corpse gas in your cup. Yes.
1: Uh <laughs> you
0: know, just get just get a little bit of your daily delirium from some corpse gas. <laughs>
1: hey, I'm going to have it anyway. It doesn't matter how exactly right.
0: Might as well, might as well. (laughs) Uh, So much like in Rome, um, there had been a bunch of mining and tunneling done under the city at one point. Um, So they had all these tunnels and simultaneous to the cemetery problem, they were having problems with sinkholes um, because there were all of these tunnels under the city that um sure. the city no, had then collapsing. expanded and built on top of and they were collapsing um sure. so they that's were like one
1: of those things that i know is real but then people are like we have sinkholes and i'm like what, what? that's from <laughs> movies i know that's not real
0: not good yeah. um so they were like "Fuck, we gotta put something in these tunnels so they start collapsing and oh my gosh we also have all these dead bodies that we got to do something with. Put <laughs> somewhere. Hey, um, so they literally just started carting loads of bones out of Paris cemeteries and putting them in the tunnels, and thus the Paris catacombs were born. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having this image in my head
1: of like these skeletons having a great time getting to like see the city on their way to the catacombs. Oh my gosh, right? Like, <laughs> like they're in a little wheelbarrow and they're like, oh, look mm. what they've done with the market. That looks great.
0: <laughs> I know. I was going to say it's, it's like taking like a scenic bus tour. <laughs> right, the yeah. The <laughs> skeletons <laughs> are Double all Deco like, wheelbarrow. <laughs> <"Wow."> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, apparently yeah. they were like talking about like these like midnight carts of bones going oh across God. the city, which like i don't think like i don't think it was a secret or anything but still just imagine how startling it would be to be just a person like maybe you're out like drinking and you just see a cart full of of bones going by
1: i mean yeah even even to someone like us that would be startling so to your average frenchman in 17 (laughs) whatever
0: You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, so the the Paris catacombs were officially named the Paris Municipal Ossuary, which is a pretty cool name. Um, uh, there was a brief pause in the moving of bodies because the French Revolution happened. Um, sure. But then they were like, oh, actually, we've got even more bodies now. More bodies. <laughs> so right. yeah, in, yeah. in you go. Um, a, a lot of famous um, revolutionaries and stuff are in the Paris catacombs. Um, and at first, it sounds like it was just kind of like a very sloppy bone storage. <laughs> like, it was just kind of like, they were just kind of chucking people in there. Um, sure. But I, w- I need you to get ready for an extremely good name that I'm going to do my very best at. I can't wait. Um, so who should come along, but Louis-Étienne-François-Herricard Ferrand, the Vicomte oh, de Toury, um and he you you did very well with that thank you you did
1: great thank you very much
0: (laughs) so he was like a fancy rich guy who was like i'm the head of the mines i'm head quarry guy for paris and he was like we gotta dress this place up um so he is responsible um he came in around 1810 and started doing all the cool bone artwork um that we see in here um putting up like signage about what cemeteries bodies had come from and kind of like making like little like informational museum like <laughs> areas thank you little goth queer man right like, he's, he's like we, we gotta beautify this place Right, he's like these catacombs uh they need to- <laughs> queer eye for the catacomb <laughs> queer eye for the dead guy <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it has been it was open so it was open to the public starting in 1809 1810 um as ordered by napoleon who was like people should look at the dead bodies um
1: thanks napoleon thanks napoleon you you are famously the worst right
0: um and there was so i i didn't take a whole lot of notes on it because it was a little bit of a side tangent but there were some interesting talks about this idea of like having all of these bones just kind of hanging out together could be sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, thematically tied back to like the revolution and the idea of like men being equal and stuff mm-hmm. and like none of us are in our own fancy graves we're just That's, all I was actually, in a pile of bones together i was
1: gonna ask so is everyone at this point being buried this way there are no ground burials happening at all i think like there, even for the wealthy
0: i think there are some ground burials happening but they definitely like they closed um the um holy innocence and we're like no one else can be buried here um so i think there was still some burials in um some further out places but for the most part they were like all right we're gonna stop doing this for now
1: you're all going in a hole we're going in the hole
0: um (laughs) (laughs) uh so the uh catacombs are still open today as we said um, there are specific areas that are open to tourists, and it is illegal to otherwise enter the catacombs without permission. Uh, but of course, people definitely do that. Um, <laughs> there is a whole there I read another whole article about the cataphiles, as they call them, oh. just what they call people who like are just who are really with, into or into the catacombs and just want to go hang out down there. Um, people will sneak in just to like explore and look around, um, but also to party. Um, there was famously a secret bar and movie theater found in one of the catacombs. Yeah. Like in, I think like 2014, some like police were walking around, you know, making sure no one was hanging out in the catacombs and they found like a whole underground cinema that people had built in there, which sounds just fucking rad as hell.
1: I was going to say, here's the deal. I understand that (laughs) at a base level, that's disrespectful, but on a much different level, i want to watch a movie surrounded by bones yeah that's...
0: it sounds pretty <laughs> rad
1: that's dope <laughs> as hell yes. what okay new life goal
0: right i, I know for invite legal a-
1: purposes i never said that on a podcast
0: yeah <laughs> invite us to your secret catacomb party and we definitely won't go <laughs> won't talk wing, about it here wing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, how would we even get to paris it's ridiculous <laughs> not not we possible <laughs> but yeah those that is the story of catacombs um there are a couple other places around the world that are um you know referred to as the catacombs but these were kind of the the first the original ones and then i obviously the paris ones are very famous and i just thought it was really interesting that they you know occurred so far apart from each other yeah in that they were like hey let's do that thing where you put the bodies in the tunnels
1: well and if so what's interesting too and I, obviously i have not prepared research on this for this so i yes. may be yeah. speaking incorrectly so take this with a grain of salt but i'm um, just speaking to that uh you know idea of uh, we're all kind of equal in death um putting all the bones in the same place is interesting too because if i'm not mistaken there was also a period in mexico where they were using catacombs to basically like dump the bodies of people who were too poor to be buried Mm. um which is like the opposite sentiment (laughs) um so it's interesting just like based on and again i may be incorrect in that but i seem to remember reading about this at one point um and just like yeah based on where you're at in the world that might look very different you know yeah Um, yeah and
0: just kind of the the feeling of the time like you can definitely it can happen in a more like accepted like this is just what we do kind of way or it can be more of a a derogatory type of thing for
1: for And i think they're kind of i mean it's it's interesting because i do just think of them as being generally cool and beautiful yeah (laughs) so it's it's uh i guess that with France being kind of the the big daddy of catacombs. <laughs> it set that precedent of them being like, wow, what a, a cool, amazing thing. Um, I definitely, like I said, that's my bucket list item. I want to, I mean, I, France in general, because yes. I spent all this time learning the friggin' language. I'd like to go <laughs> use it. Um, but I also, yeah, I I would I would just absolutely perish to see the catacombs in real life. Yeah. Did you you didn't go to France when you no, did your? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I
0: also have not been to France. Um Okay. It was a- actually after I did um the Catacomb Saints um episode, one of my coworkers had recently come back from from Paris and showed me all of mm-hmm. her pictures of the catacombs. And I was like, oh I want oh, to go darn, in there
1: darn you i
0: gotta go yeah, in there did- and she said it was yeah, so weird that- because you can just like look like past the area where they're you're like allowed to be and just bones going on for forever just bones for days yeah but did your co-worker
1: get to see a bejeweled skeleton
0: mm, no no i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> Yeah, that was my kinda my little look inside the catacombs. And I could have I I am definitely considering doing like ossuaries and like bone art as a future Mm -hmm. episode because I was like, there's too much to get into that today. That would be a whole a whole kind of thing. But I am very fascinated by that as well. And like 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 definitely in the theme of Catholics used to be goth.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Penny's one of Penny's favorite places to venture on this podcast uh yeah i I would like to put in my formal vote for an ossuary episode
0: excellent (laughs) all right uh well thank you friends for joining us today um if you have visited a catacomb in paris or rome or anywhere in the world let us know how it was did you did you see lots of bones did it make you think (laughs) about your mortality or were you just like wow these are some sweet bones uh the people <laughs> need more um if you enjoyed listening to this episode today uh we would be delighted if you would leave us a review um, that helps us out when you leave it on a platform or you can leave it as a comment uh if you are not able to leave one where you listen and i do believe midge has one for us today i do this is
1: a instagram comment review from now this is either a Emmett. 7-eleven or amit mm. 7-eleven i'm not sure um but this is a review that says 10 stars hey! with two, two star emojis on either side uh, our favorite number of stars yes. five for each of us 10 stars across the board thanks for reminding this Zenial about christopher pike did we talk about christopher
0: yes pike? um in the um uh 90s horror um, K- In my horror, episode? I mentioned Christopher Pike. Oh, <laughs> I
1: was like, I don't yeah, really those, remember.
0: Those were the spooky, like young adult books that I used to see.
1: That's right. Okay. Well, you've reminded our friend here of Christopher Pike. Um, and they say, I have a Gen X sister, so his books were always within <laughs> an arm's reach. Yes shout out to remember me and the most diva title bury me deep bitches
0: hell yes
1: of course he didn't put bitches in the title it was the 90s
0: (laughs) it was the bitches Uh, was implied
1: implied bitches Uh, uh, also on youtube there's a channel called pike cast Ooh! did not know that that's the end of the review so penny that's for you i never read a christopher pike book so maybe Maybe that's something i need to explore in my adult years yes
0: i'm wow. i i can't imagine that they are literary masterpieces uh but i sure <laughs> do remember them being pretty spooky
1: i do have to this has nothing to do with our episode but i do have to plug since we're yes. in this vein that rl stein tweeted yesterday yes. or 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 xed i guess yes. <laughs> whatever whatever the hell elon wants to call it now um but he confirmed that they in Netflix is in production with another Fear Street movie, specifically based on um, the Prom Queen book, yes. which was, in my opinion, one of the best ones of the Fear Street series. So I am hyped about that.
0: <laughs> I definitely remember being very distressed by that book cover.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so good! <laughs> it's such a good cover. It's oh, so yeah. Thanks for taking us down that memory lane uh, to our friend who reviewed. Thank you for your 10
0: stars. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to be an Instagram follower and keep up with us, you can find the podcast at Ghouls Night in Pod. And if you are looking for me, you can find me at Penny
1: Snark. And you can find me all over the web at Midge Munster. And
0: until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.